Father, we bless you. Thank you for the anointing. Thank you for your goodness and your grace. Anoint these lips of clay. As I make sounds, you make sense, but give your people understanding. Strengthen every heart. Thank you for this anointing in Jesus' name. Amen. I want to start a new series, but I've been so convicted this morning. I asked Brian, then let's revert back to just one more about building, the season of building. Some things that are happening across the globe. Look at the governments. Um, go and study what happened with the Catholic Church this week. It's very challenging times we're living in. And your children's lives are at stake. And we need to be somewhat careful in the way we build. Because there's a lot of word going around, different people's ideas are floating. And we need to this morning take God's idea and bed it in our hearts. And I want to just go through some things this morning to give you a bit of an understanding. And we're going to build this. So in Jeremiah chapter 1 verse 5, this is how God called me. I know he called Jeremiah, but this is how he called me. He says, before I formed you in the, in your, in the womb, I knew you. That means I knew I, I, I'm creating you. It was all for a purpose. There's something inside of you that your generation is going to need. And so it, you were specifically designed to accomplish certain things in the earth. Before you were born, I sanctified you. I ordained you a prophet to the nations. Then I said, oh Lord, behold, I cannot speak for I'm a youth. For many of you that know, I could not speak up, up until the year 2000. Public speaking, couldn't do it. And then I went in a certain direction, asked God, he put his grace upon me, and he's been helping me to communicate more effectively. And so I know this morning, I got Cheryl Ann and Tashira praying for me. And the Lord said to me, do not say I'm a youth, for you shall go to all whom I send you, and whatever I command you, you shall speak. So there are certain things I'm under strict instruction to speak, to bring forth, and sometimes it's a little challenging, but I am not the man of God that is here to bury you. You're not going to have a dignified funeral. You're going to have a dignified life. That's what I am here for. You are here, going to live long and live strong. And like you said to Joshua, all the days of your life, no man will be able to stand before you. And that is, I'm telling you now, i got people that are basically are on pension, that are in the project and in on this campus. People that the world has written off, that is building and planting with us in this season. Don't you write them off. They're as young as they are when they come through these doors, and as old as they are, all the days of your life, no man will be able to stand before you. God has raised me up for a time such as this. This is what I preach. So sometimes you have to forgive me, because I'm going to offend your position of comfort. I'm going to offend the place that you've, been, that you've allowed the enemy to keep you in bondage with. And I'm going to break that thing because you were supposed to live long and you were supposed to live strong and you were supposed to be happy. 
because happy is the man who finds wisdom. I thought by now, Vinolia will be jumping up and down because I saw that dance in worship because she walked in here as somebody who knew nothing, did not know God, just wanted to become what God, and then she met up with her husband. And God knows how to connect you to your life partner because happy is the man who finds wisdom. Glory be to God. Can we go back to the scripture? It says, so he says to me, do not be afraid of their faces, for I'm with you to deliver you, says the Lord. So sometimes it's your faces that's causing a problem. But I'm glad you have a mask on this morning. Because then the Lord put forth his hand and touched my mouth. And the Lord said to me, behold, I put my words in your mouth. There are days when I, I know I have to go in a certain direction. But I know there's a certain season when God is calling for a different word. And he takes his word and he puts it in my mouth and says, that's what you preached this morning. And it can shift. So let me do what God has called me to do this morning. He says, see, I've set this day, I've, see, I have this day set you over the nations, over the kingdoms, to root out and to pull down. So there's seasons where it feels like you're just sitting um, on, a, on a dentist chair and it's like a root canal. Lee's having to pin himself down because here comes... Whatever equipment's needed to deal with whatever. So there's a place when you have to root out and to pull down. But that is not the bad news. That's just like, that is the bad news. But that's not all the news there is. To destroy and to throw down. Then he says, but to build and to plant. So part of my life is not just the fact that I'm going to walk into your life and break down stuff. No, it's to build you up. And to say that foundation that you're building, whether it be for marriage, whether it be for finances, whatever you've been involved in, that thing, we're gonna, it's part of my job. It's part of my call. I kick it down. I'll pull it out and say that tree is not of God. Because every tree that my heavenly Father is not planted, it must be uprooted. Come on, somebody respond this morning and say amen. Because you cannot live a life of going nowhere. You were born for a purpose. And so this is part of my call. This is the call of God upon my life. So this morning, I want to deal with building kingdom systems. Building kingdom systems. In Genesis chapter 3, you'll discover in Genesis chapter 1 and 2, there was one world. One world. God created that world. And there was no separation between heaven and earth. One world. One world. One world. In Genesis chapter 3, you find out the one world became two worlds. Here's what Jesus, what God says. They, Adam and Eve had sinned, and here comes sinners entered in, and the fall of man is there. And God says to Satan, he says, and I will put enmity. There'll be a war. There will be a war. There is a war going on between you and the woman, and between your seed and her seed. Look at small s, capital S. Small s, capital S. He shall bruise your head. You shall bruise his heel. So get the picture. God has created the picture for you to understand what life looks like right now. Here's an S. Big S. At the bottom of this S is another S. Because this is 
the head of the small s is at my heel. This is the big S. Here's the small s. He says that's the connection. As long as you're in the earth, that's the connection. There'll be the bruising of my heel. I'm in Christ. Big S. There is the crushing of your head. Small s. So this is what's going on in the world right now. There are only two systems. Only two systems. Systems from the kingdom of darkness and that from the kingdom of light. God ordered it that way. He set things in motion. So Satan is under your feet and we know how Jesus came to restore all of that. Let's get into this freedom that you need to understand who you are so that you can function in the kingdom of God with the right system. Now I want you to understand systems. Let's, let's get into scripture. So when you get born again, you shift from little s being under a system of the world to big S being in Christ. So if any man be, be in Christ, he's a new creation. He made you the head and not the tail. You are in Christ, and that which is born of God overcomes the world, even your faith. So thanks be unto God who always causes us to triumph. Come on, somebody, say big S. You are in, the, in God's system that Christ came to usher in. Now let's understand. Adam and Eve was given a system to function out of. It's called the world. Ahead of myself. Psalms 24 verse 1. I need to give you scripture so you can get understanding. So when you leave here today, you're going to be able to gum the devil to death. The earth is the Lord's and all its fullness, the world and those who dwell therein stay on verse 1. So it's telling you that the earth and its fullness, the gold, the diamonds, whatever's in there, is different to the world. The earth and the world is not the same thing. Understanding the earth. The earth is not the world is number one. The earth is the natural creation of God. All physical elements we see includes the plants, the birds, the mountains, the rivers. The earth is billions of years old. God created the heavens and the earth. Psalms 115 verse 16. The heaven, even the heavens are the Lord's, but the earth he has given to the children of men. For those that so long to be in heaven, if God wanted you in heaven, he would have made you there. Ek meen, is moest nie stupid nie. God made you for earth. And you were made to have dominion. So the heaven belongs to God, the Lord. There's no dominion in heaven. There's a king in heaven and his government is working and nobody's broke and there's no COVID there. But the earth he has given to the children of men, that means uh, you and I, he made earth for you to have dominion over it. So, The earth, when you speak about the earth, the earth is completely innocent 
and is a victim of man's sin. So the only one of God's creation that has sinned is man. The birds are innocent. The fish are innocent. It's the only one that sins is man. Let's understand the world. The earth is not the world. Let's understand the world. The earth is older than the world. God, when he stepped into the earth, he created a world for Adam to live in. So the world began when Adam was born. What is the world? The world is the collective systems that govern, influence, and determine the state, condition, and environment, and direction for life. So you build systems. God created a system. It's called the kingdom of God so that when you live in his system, you have dominion. That's, his, that's, his, that's, that's the game. So when God creates this world, once the world is done, he speaks to Adam, he says he blesses him, and he says, well, God says, and God made them, and he said, God blessed them and said, be fruitful, multiply, fill the earth, and have dominion, mean, meaning have a kingdom to rule from. That's the system. It is not, it is not a democracy. It was, it's a, it's a theocracy, theocracy, it's a kingdom. A Adam, there, there was no vote in that place. May the United States hear me this morning. There was no vote in that place. Adam lived under God. He had God as his king, as his father. And that, there was no vote. And that's, um, kingdoms is, is the closest to understanding who God is and his system. So what are the systems of the world? It's, we call it the cosmos. It's governing systems. It's controlling systems. It's forces of influence and it's powers of authority. I want to say it again. It's really important because this is the crux of the message this morning. The cosmos, the systems of this world, the cosmos, it's the governing system. So the governments come into place, you vote them into place, the people with, the, with whatever mind they have in government will go and, and vote for certain things and make sure that out of that, their thinking, the people live. So when you are voting, it's not about Republican or even Democrats. It's not even about President Trump or Biden. You are voting for the ideas that they carry. Because once they are in place, you then voting that a certain idea would float. That's what you're voting for. You're voting that their thinking will manifest throughout the whole nation. So we've got to be careful who we vote for, how we vote. And I'm not here. That's not my fight this morning. I'm speaking about South Africa. I'm speaking about even in Nigeria. The trouble in Nigeria that they're having is because there are people in the governing forces that have certain ideas of how to treat people. That somebody with a crazy mind and a machine gun in his hand can kill people. And the people live under the idea of that people. So it's the controlling systems, it's governing systems, it's systems of influence, it's the authorities that we vote into place. They get up there and they put it, bring in their own ideas. So, any system that controls the earth is called the world. I hope you're getting me. So, you can have banking systems. You've got political, educational, 
insurance, housing, sports. These are all systems. They're systems, and people live under those systems. So the world is defined as the system of rulership by men. So what happened was, at the beginning of time, why you have a little s and you have a big s representing both systems is because of Adam's sin, where man was supposed to function with God under God's system, man got relegated to a system that's not of God. And out of Babylon comes all kinds of controlling systems, all kinds of, of different challenges to, to and ideas because ideas rule the world. That's what gets your children to live under an education system that's inferior, as an example. So this Satan who is here, this is Babylon and its systems. The people that are in there, let's say they're not born again, and they're writing the curriculum for education. Your children come under that curriculum, and they believe what they say, because that becomes the controlling system for 12 years of your education. And they mark you according to their standard, not about the word, nothing to do with the kingdom. They mark your children according to the world standard, and the children, we celebrate their degrees and, and the like, and I, I'm, I'm not saying all education is wrong. I'm saying to you, a lot of that stuff has got nothing to do with the education that comes from God, because they will never teach you about your gift. They will never teach you that you're, that you're born for a purpose. How do you mark? They, they, they couldn't mark me. I, I, I was pushed through matric. Why? Because how do you mark a man with vision? They call me a dreamer. But it's all good. But God knew when he called me. He brought me, when, I, when, I, when he brought me into his system, I then discovered who I really was and the reason for my existence. So the education system, the way they'll train you up, listen to this, They'll train you up in this education, give you not an education, but more of a miseducation, because why won't they teach you about business and economics? They want to teach you about the thorax of a grasshopper. Why don't you teach me how to start up a business and sell my product? You people are stunned. Just the devil is a liar. Come on. Because what are they doing? They train you up on a system, and they mark you, and they celebrate you, and you go to university, and you're the top student, and all along... The banking system is watching who's the best. Why? Because they're the first ones to come and knock on your door. Well done with your degree. Here's your first loan. What are they doing? From the inferior education system, they lock you up into a banking system and you stay bonded for life. They thought about the systems. It's not willy-nilly the way they raise you up. It's not just, you know, I just, I, I can go to whatever school, I want to do whatever and just make loans and I know it looks really good on everybody else and I know Facebook, you've got your, check my new phone, check my wedding, that puts you into bondage. So this world's systems are perverted, it's corrupt, and you're never going to be set free in its system. Never. Never. It's not designed that way. It's almost like you going to your big pharma companies and, and they give you a tablet that makes you completely healthy. 
They'll never do it. Why? They'll be out of business. So they've got to keep you in their system. Because if you stay on drugs for life, you pay. You pay their system. You feed their system. They'll never give you a healthy understanding. They'll just, you're getting my point. Here's, here's, here's your key scripture, John 3.16. For God so loved what? Not the earth. He died for the world. What did he die for? He died for the systems. He died to break the system and the control of the devil over your life. He died so that you can come out of that system, come into the big S system, and begin to function the way God intended you to function. And as long as you don't get saved, and as long as you believe in the world system, the thing is broke, it's corrupt, it's never going to work, it never came from God. Because whoever controls the world, controls the earth, and the people in it. I hope you're hearing me today. It's the same reason why they'll make you pay for a car for, I mean, how many times has this happened? Brian the other day had to go and fight for his, his mom-in-law. I mean, been paying for years on a house. These people want to come and touch a house and, and car and, 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 and. Brian stood there and says, you can't do this. Because they'll wait until you've got 20-year bond. And paid up until 19 years and 11 months and 30 days. Then they want to come and take it. And put you back into a system and keep you in bondage. Whom the sun sets free. You're going to have to shout better than that this morning. So, so here's the deal. You're going to have to understand Romans chapter 12 and verse 2. Do not conform to do not be conformed to this world. Do not be conformed to this world. But be transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. So when you get saved and God lifts you up from where you are and brings you into His kingdom, He says that's not the end, that's the beginning. Because now that I'm now that I'm in the kingdom, I must have my mind renewed and not be conformed. Now, let's go to the word con. Look at the words here, important. Do not be conformed. The word con means together with other people, groups or things, used with some nouns, verbs, and adjectives. So, thoroughly together with. Thoroughly together with. The prefix con, which can mean with or thoroughly, prefixes, uh, which, which begins words attaching to words main part or stem. Let me just go past all of this. For instance, when you connect to objects, you link them with each other. When people convene at a, at a particular place, when they come together to Kingdom Life Embassy, they are with others in the same vein when people congregate, they flock together with each other. So you have things like the word congregate. It's this con, this, this coming together and fighting 
to either preserve or protect an idea as an example. So, the word form, when we receive information, it's simply a description of something which gives shape to a, a given topic. An informant therefore gives shape to some fact, whereas if you are well informed, you are in good shape when it comes to facts. So, to conform means that if I've gotten the wrong information from the wrong people, I was conned with other people together into a form. With the wrong information. That's what happened to all of us. If something is deformed, it's out of shape in some way. Something malinformed is badly shaped. When you conform to another's viewpoint, we give ourselves thoroughly to the shape of someone else's opinion or ideas. So someone drops an idea and you say, we'll run with this idea. But how much of that is kingdom? A non-conformist, on the other hand, does not give shape to any widespread idea or opinion, but bucks current trends of thought. So everyone running after a certain form, this is our uniform, everybody in a form being conned because of masks. You're really quiet this morning. I'm not trying to rebel against the system. I'm asking for more information. Is it true that my children that are four and five years old must wear a mask? Are we just trying to con? Are we conned into a form? What are they trying to do to you? They're trying to get you to be molded according to their image and according to what they want done. What are they trying to do? To control the system. And anytime somebody stands up and says, can I question this one? Teacher, I don't like that answer. According to the Bible, shut up. There is no Bible. That's what they want to do. They want to now harass you because you're standing up and asking questions. All I asked was, is this really in the Bible? And every time I had to preach to a church and say, tell me in the Bible where it speaks about you having pickle fish. People got mad at me. I'm just, I like pickle fish. I'm just not going to eat it. I, I have a steak on Good Friday. Can't believe it. But you've been badly put in shape on someone else's idea. And that's why your life is not working. So when it speaks about trance, do not, do not be conformed, but be transformed. What is trance? A prefix occurring in long words from Latin to mean to transcend, to transfix, meaning across or beyond or through or changing thoroughly. And what they're trying to do with this generation, and that's why you must, as parents must fight. You've got to fight. You've got to question everything. Don't accept whatever government is saying to you. Because government is not reading the Bible. They're making it up as they go along and they're putting ideas in and throwing ideas and hoping this thing's going to work. How can you ever solve a problem on the same level it was created? Albert Einstein said that. He says you can't create the problem, solve the problem on the same level it was created. If you created the problem, you're going to have to go to God because you don't know enough. You are really quiet this morning and you're not helping me. Okay. So I'm not trying to rebel against any system. I am just questioning the form. And I refuse to, be, to become the one that's muzzled. I'm refusing the one that says, oh, can we just wave from a distance? I'm going to give you a hug. If you don't want the hug, please run out after the church. 
Because, listen to me, before truth can set you free, you now need to recognize which lie has kept you hostage. You're going to have to tell me which lie. If you don't know that, you, you see, because all of the system built here is built on a lie. Who said you, who said you must remain broke? Who said you can't have women on, in leadership? Who said you can't have women preaching? Who said that you must be, you, you know, you, you, you can't come out of the fort change, be faithful and stay with God, and then God give you the very best wedding? Whose form are you conned with? So poverty, you must fight it because that form does not come from God. Divine health is your portion. Religion is a system that has conned people because it gives you a form of godliness, no power. So you need to walk into this thing and break every demonic system. And we're going to pray this morning for people. I'm believing God for somebody this morning that you're going to break out of the form that you've been molded by. I don't know what your parents told you. I don't know what the teachers told you. I don't know what lie you accepted. But we're going to break that form today. I see you walking free. Now clap your hands if you believe this morning. No, make some noise like you're going to be free. No, just, just when the sun sets free. It's free indeed. So, anytime you understand that you get into a systematic system of doing something over and over again, and it's not getting you anywhere, you must get up and question it. You must question it. So, you, you build systems because the systems that you have produces the culture that you're looking for. So the supernatural place you're looking for um, is, is there is a whole system with God and why you need to stick with God. Let me just get in this. Give me Psalms 82 verse 1 to 8. God stands in the congregation of the mighty. He judges among the gods. How long will you judge unjustly and show partiality to the wicked? He's saying there are two systems. He says, in this system, we defend the poor and fatherless, do justice to the afflicted and needy. Because that system doesn't do it. Deliver the poor and the needy, free them from the hand of the wicked. That's why we are here. They do not know, nor do they understand. He's now speaking to the people in the system. He says there are people that have put systems in place. The people that are in that system, they do not even know, nor do they understand. They walk about in darkness. All the foundations of the earth are unstable. I said, you are gods. Not big G, small G. Because when he brought you into the system, you are made in the image of almighty God. And you were supposed to have dominion. And all of you are children of the Most High. But if you don't start to operate out of the right system, you're going to die like mere men and fall like one of the princes. Arise, O God, judge the earth, for you shall inherit all nations. 
What he's saying here is that this morning, you're going to have to make up your mind, which system are you going to subscribe to? We've been building the systems. God's called me to this. It's now 16, our 16th year as a ministry. Seven years on the land. I feel like a Noah. Noah spent 75 years, between 75 years, they say, or 110 years. He's, he's putting together the, the, the ark. And he's saying, the rain is coming. The rain is coming. The rain is coming. He's building a new system. Because he knows with the satanic and the demonic stuff that's coming, God is bringing judgment. And I am telling you today by the Spirit of God, the people that have been hounding the church, even though you've been dealing with my heel and you're trying to bruise my heel, what's he trying to do? He's trying to slow down the momentum of the church. We are crushing his system. We're standing right here and we're letting the devil know that we are going to rise up and be stronger. Because the rain is coming and all that is under my feet will not be hidden. It's going to be exposed. Hear me today. There are people in that system that are governors, that are leaders. Some of them are in ignorance. Others don't even know that they've been captured by the devil. But God is exposing them. Watch in the next 12 months. There's gonna, the one thing the enemy hates to do is that you come to church and get word like you're getting today. I'm not talking about dancing up and down and getting tired and sweaty. I'm talking about sitting down and getting the word. Why? Because through understanding, you hit this devil on his head. It's through understanding. I walk with understanding. This is when I look at the devil and say, I'm actually free. Oh yeah, but you messed up. Uh-uh. Whom the sun sets free. And... And here's our challenge as a pastor, as a man of God. I can spend my whole life preaching. And I watch the youngsters come through from school, from the children's ministry, through the processes. Now they get skilled. Now they get sharper. Now they get better. They're still in church, but they've taken all their skill, all their money, and all that time, they got no more time for church. And they got no time to sow into the ministry. What are they doing? Satan is sitting and watching. Where's Daniel? Where's Shadrach? Meshach? The king says, go and fetch me the very best that's in the church. And bring them to come and serve in Babylon. He can't create you. He can't make you and gift you and anoint you. But he's going to try and find Daniel and say, Daniel, go and fetch him and let him come and serve. Daniel says, you're kidding me. I will, I'm coming here and I'll serve here, but I'm not. He says, put them, give them wine and give them the delicacies of, the, of, the, of, the king, of this Babylon, Babylonian kingdom. Daniel says, no, I'm not going to partake of your, your doctrine and the spirit. Daniel refused to defile himself. So while you're in the world, you've got to remember that you're not representing yourself. You are there for the kingdom of God. You are not there to try to do your own thing. Your life belongs to Jesus. Someone's going to get sold out for the kingdom this morning. Someone's going to believe that God's going to do a mighty work in their lives. Someone's going to believe that, uh, come on, somebody, shout, sell out. Let me give you the, another idea here. In 1971, John Lennon song, Imagine, 
a best-selling single of his solo career. Its lyrics encourage listeners to imagine a world at peace without the barriers of borders or the divisions of religion and nationality and to consider the possibility that the whole of humanity would live unattached to material possessions. John Lennon, while I grew up in my drunken state and in the world, Imagine was a lovely song. Until you get born again. Until you come into the kingdom of God. Listen to the lyrics. Imagine there's no countries. It isn't hard to do. Yet the scripture speaks about that God himself divided the boundaries and the borders. Nothing to kill or die for. And no religion to. You, you're trying to think that this idea of what's happening around right, the world right now is started yesterday? These people have been plotting this thing for decades. It's a hundred-year plan as they kick, that's kicking in now. Somebody's idea. Imagine all the people living life in peace. You may say I'm a dreamer, but I'm not the only one. So who else is with you on that conformed idea? I hope someday you will join us. The devil is a liar. You are not going to conform to a world system. Imagine no possessions. I wonder if you can. No, no need for greed or hunger or a brotherhood of man. That is absolutely demonic. Because the truth is, if you don't own any possessions, somebody's going to. So they're saying, we are these people. And everybody underneath us can't express their gifts and become fruitful. We'll take care of you. No need to die. No, no, no greed. No need to kill anybody. Just live. You live with peace with one another. That's not in the Bible. You were made for dominion. The only person that's going to give peace is Jesus Christ himself. Don't you ever believe the lie that this world can offer you peace and that you can live in victory? Whose system is that? Who gave that idea? There is no earthly government that can provide your peace. There's a, an agenda at play here. For people to walk in so-called freedom, they cannot be controlled by institutions to tell you where to sit, when to eat, where to eat, what education, and we're all the same. So, we are not coming to a place as a church and as a people, where you're going to find the whole world is at one. Get over it. Let me give you scripture. Revelation chapter 11 verse 15. You're still here? That's a good sign. Revelation chapter 11 verse 15. Then the seventh angel sounded and there were loud voices in heaven saying, the kingdoms of this world, little s, have become the kingdoms of our Lord and His Christ, and He shall reign forever and ever. Clap your hands and bless the Lord this morning. I'm telling you this morning, the world and its systems have always been corrupted, but now they are, being, they are failing and they're being exposed. It's not, there's nothing like finding, who people, finding out who people really, really are. When you draw back the curtain, you find who's trying to control the people. 
Don't come and put that song in here and make it sound like it looks like everybody's going to be working together and we're all going to have peace. As long as we all have a chip on the inside of us so that you can tell us when to sit down and to, and to, and to worship from a screen by ourselves at home. No, the Bible says do not forsake the, the gathering of the saints. You were supposed to come to church. And you need to fight against this mass thing. You know, I tell you how bad it's gone when people don't even think. You tell me you're sitting by, by yourself in your car, by yourself, you're driving with a mask on. Are you going to infect the steering wheel? What are you going to do? It's so idiotic. Now, don't mind me if I'm fighting the form. But this stuff is ridiculous. Somewhere, somehow, we need to start putting in some new data and get some fresh information. We've learned a lot of stuff since the last six months. But somebody's going to have to come up with the right information and tell us, okay, don't sit, don't go and stand at the beach by yourself in your costume and a mask on. For who? By yourself. Are you crazy? But I'm telling you by the Spirit of God, deception is lifting. The church is no longer walking in ignorance. You have the gift of discernment. You cannot walk around like everybody else anymore. Question the stuff. Question what's going on here. It can't continue down the same road. What did we learn? Okay, we never knew in the first six weeks. It's six months. Okay, let me, I need to get off here. I need to hand this thing over because apparently the Shira and Shira and your prayers aren't working this morning. Okay. Please hear me, man. I studied, had some conversation about how you can change a community altogether, Pastor Brian. People have a good community. You have somebody as a drug cartel and a group of people that want to change a community. You go into the community and you give the drugs for free first time. Normal community, they're going to school and you want to corrupt those people. You sow, it's like taking an injection. Just a little jab affects the whole body. You put the drugs in there the first time, they become dependent upon the drugs. Where does the murders come from? Where does the shootings come from? Where does the pregnancies come from? Where does the no education come from? Where does the brokenness come from? It was injected into the community. The whole system is corrupt. And if you think you're going to break free from that thing easily, you've got another thing coming. You're going to have to walk away from that community and say, I'm not going back. Abraham had to leave his mother and his father's house to break from the system of idol worship. Because he had to walk with God in a different direction. To break away from stuff that people that are in... Listen, show me, show me. You are the average of the five people that surround you. If they all broke, you're never going to get wealthy. Because you're in a system that feeds one another. It's a whole culture. So you're never going to find true liberty in the world system. Never. Never. Doesn't matter how gifted you are. You'll die singing, 
I mean, you, they, they pulled out one young, a man not young anymore. I mean, he could be maybe in their 40s or 50s, but he looked like an old, old man. And they put the mic in front of him. Oh, my God. He could sing, man. I mean, like Luther Vandross stuff, I was like, what? I mean, if you had to just take his, the face away, you would have sworn that this man is like being, but couldn't use his gift. Because in the system, it doesn't set you free. You don't get free. All right. My prayer for you this morning is that God would open up the eyes of your understanding and flood it with light. This morning, I break every demonic stronghold of your life. Lift your hands and receive the prayer this morning. That's keeping you from coming into the kingdom and finding your life's purpose. Today, I curse the satanic systems controlling your mind. You need to stand this morning and receive the prayer. I need to pray for you this morning. That's controlling your mind and keeping you from fulfilling your destiny. That God, today, you're going to destroy the works of systemic poverty that has plagued your family for generations. I've come to break that this morning. I decree and declare that you cannot fail. Christ has redeemed you from the curse of the law. And from today, forever you are blessed. You will no longer have holes in your pockets. You will no longer be somebody that is, that is, that is being robbed by the enemy. But you will become a wealth creator and a kingdom financier. I need somebody to respond and say amen. Come on, give back, give back, give back. I see I, you are built for kingdom exploits. I see you advancing the cause of Christ. I see your life impacting generations for His glory. All the systems of this world is failing. All the darkness is being exposed. But you are a child of light and you are coming and walking in the light. You're going to walk in victory all the days of your life. I see your business ideas going to float. Come on, Noah. Keep building this thing. Keep on building this thing. Keep on building this thing. When the world system are failing. Your boat is going to float. Come on, somebody. Your business is going to float. No matter what's happening in the world system, you are designed to, to go above only. You are above only and not beneath. Glory be to God. You must continue in my word. And you shall know the truth. And the truth shall make you free. Let me give you another song from Dr. Miles. My papa. We don't like the world is like the way the world is turning. Something inside is always yearning, yearning for a brand new world. People everywhere are so confused. Leaders don't know what to do. Oh, how we want a brand new world. Though we send rockets to the moon and the stars, and though we make ships and planes that go very far, there's not a mountain that man hasn't climbed, but a brand new world he can never find. So I want a brand new world. So if you want a brand new world, you've got to have a brand new people. And if you want a brand new people, you've got to have a brand new life. And if you want a brand new life, you've got to have a brand new spirit. And if you want a brand new spirit, you've got to come to Jesus Christ. Now clap your hands this morning. No, clap your hands better than that this morning. Come on. Come on. We're building people. We're building people. Kingdom systems. Financial systems. Family systems. Banking systems. Our own agriculture. 
science and technology. We're building our people. Somebody needs to believe the Lord this morning that you're going to step out of that little S and you're coming into the brand new world that Christ has got for you. We're building systems. We're building brand new systems. Clap your hands this morning. Shout to God. Clap your hands this morning. I thank God I'm free. And I'll never, and I'll never be bound again. I thank God I'm free. Hands are lifted everywhere. And I'll never be bound I thank God. I thank God I'm free. And I'll never be bound again. I break that demonic spirit over your life. That generational curse. Broken from your life. Come on, somebody. Break that thing this morning. Break it. Break it this morning. Break it this morning. You know, the thing that really got to me, my father worked for a big organization, 26, 28 years of service. And the day he left, he came home so proud, got a gold pen. And he was so proud, he says, you're my eldest son, I'll give this to you. It was his treasure. That's all he could show for for 27 years. And I vowed, I'll never be co controlled by another company. How long are you going to work for that company and not come out into who you really are? What you were born to do. What God made you to be. How long are you going to look for money and not look for purpose? You spend your whole life paying debt. You owe a debt to humanity. You owe us your gift. You owe us. Don't take your gift with you to the grave. Your songs, the books, the schools, the education, the things that you need to build. Why take that to the grave with you? Because anybody who carries a dream, who carries the seed, if Mary can carry that seed, and carry that baby full term, the whole world will get, get set free on one idea. Brand new system. Brand new world. You owe us. You owe the world. And today, God stopped this message for me going on to the new series. 
for somebody in this place and anybody under the sound of my voice. You must, you must make up your mind today. You've got to make a decision today. Stop taking all your time, your talent and your treasure and spending it out on the world. Stop trying to come to church every now and again because you need a breakthrough and when God gives you the breakthrough, you're going to spend it on prodigal living. We're not doing that anymore. We're not even praying for your bike. We're praying for businesses. We want to know about your business idea because bikes and cars and houses is fruit of the idea that you will never be broke another day. We're not celebrating the fact that you owe the banks. We're not celebrating that. Oh, look at my new. Yeah, then you're in bondage for 10 years, for 20 years. The devil is a liar. There are a people coming out of Kingdom Life Embassy and they're going to be free for life. Shout yes. Father, bless your people. Anybody that doesn't know Jesus Christ, if you've never made Jesus the Lord of your life, you are still being trampled underfoot. The enemy is never going to set you free. You, only, you need to come to Jesus to be set free. I pray a blessing upon you today. If you've never made Jesus the Lord of your life, pray this after me. Say, Lord Jesus, I confess that I'm a sinner and I need a Savior. I ask you to come into my heart. I believe you died on the cross for a sinner like me. Come into my heart. Set me free to live for you. Thank you, Jesus, for saving me. Amen and amen. You washed in the blood. You stepped out of darkness. You came into his light. Now fight that form. And no longer are you conned in Jesus' name. We bless you. Be seated for two minutes. Let's receive an offering. I know my time's up. But this is part of our worship. I'm in the book of Haggai, chapter 1, verse 2. Haggai, chapter 1, verse 2. I'll read for the offering. Thus says the Lord, thus speaks the Lord of hosts, saying, This people says, The time has not come, the time that the Lord's house should be built. God's got an idea. This people have an idea. They're living under their own idea. Verse, next verse, verse 3. Then the word of the Lord came by Haggai the prophet saying, Is it time for you, to, for you yourselves to dwell in your paneled houses? You got an idea of what your house must look like. And this temple, which is God's idea, to lie in ruins. Get that word right. Now therefore, thus says the Lord of hosts, consider your ways. You have so much, you bring in little. Why? Because you're living under somebody's idea. And it's your own. You eat, but you do not have enough. You drink, but you're not filled with drink. You clothe yourselves, but no one is warm. And he who earns wages, earns wages to put, it in, put, to put into a bag with holes. That's somebody's idea. That wasn't God's idea. That was never God's idea. Thus says the Lord of hosts, consider your ways. Go up to the mountains and bring wood and build the temple. This is my idea, the Lord says. The house of God is my idea. That I may take pleasure in it and be glorified, says the Lord. You look for much, but indeed it came to little. And when you brought it home, the devil never blew it away. I blew it away. Why, says the Lord of hosts. Because of my house 
that is in ruins. While every one of you runs to his own house. That, that means God says, I've got an idea. How about you stick with the temple, build the temple, make sure that people is to sort out. Because that's liberty for everybody. You're not interested? You go to your own house and you work on your own house. And God says, everything that you're trying to do there, you're trying to keep warm, not, no one's getting warm. You're buying clothes, you're eating, nobody's full. He says, how about you shift your mind and put and change your idea? How about you make the church your priority, the temple your priority? Therefore, the heavens above withhold the dew and the earth withholds its fruit. For I call for a drought on the land and the mountains, on the grain and the new wine and the oil, on whatever the ground brings forth, on men and livestock and all the labor of your hands. He says, you're working so hard, but nothing's coming out of it because you're laboring under the wrong system. Then Haggai, the Lord's messenger, spoke, to the, spoke the Lord's message to the people saying, I am with you, says the Lord. So the Lord stirred up the spirit of Zerubbabel, the son of Shatil, the governor of Judah, the spirit of Joshua, the son of Jehozadak, the high priest, and the spirit of all the remnant of the people, and all at Kingdom Life Embassy, and everybody under the sound of my voice. And they came and worked on the house of the Lord of hosts, their God. It was just a different idea. Can we get rid of your idea that says, my house comes first? If you take care of the Father's house, you'll take care of yours. It's always been. Why? This is the only place that can truly set you free. Doesn't matter how much you earn. Your connection to the house of God is what sets you free. And that, there must be food in this house. So that we can keep on streaming, keep the lights on, pay salaries, and keep on building. God's been good to us. Thank you to all our partners across the globe. Thank you for what you do. To all the sons and daughters that have been faithfully tithing and giving. We are stronger than when the COVID first, when this thing hit. We are, we, God brought us through. We are now planting. We are now building. We are now planning things forward because of your faithfulness and your partnership to this house. We bless you. As you take care, take care of the Father's house, may the Lord take care of your house. God bless you in your giving. Amen and amen.